Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors. Hello and welcome to First Look ETF. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. It is great to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, a new multi-thematic ETF targeting emerging trends in fintech and healthcare. Plus, another fund that invests in cryptocurrency mining with an ESG screen. And finally, a new ETF that captures the surging popularity of stocks with a low share price. But first, as always, let's get a quick recap of some of the new ETF launches on the New York Stock Exchange. Joining us is our partner at the NYSE, Douglas Jonas, to bring us up to date on the latest launches and the latest numbers. Hi, Douglas. Great to have you with us. It's great to see you again, Stephanie. And look, August has been a really active month at the New York Stock Exchange. 22 ETFs have launched in our industry. And this is during what's typically a very slow month, yet we're just not seeing it in the ETF world. More and more asset managers coming to the space, brand new asset managers. We might break a record this year. So it's been a really exciting time. And August was was no different. Wow. As if that's not enough. I know you have some other exciting things brewing. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, early in the year, we called this might be the year for active and we're really seeing it. We now have 127 different ETF managers that have active ETFs in the market. And then not only are there more ETFs, but the growth is where is there as well. Almost $66 billion in year-to-date cash flow across active ETFs. That's breaking last year's record and we still have a few months to go. Of course, the other very hot topic has been ESG. We're now coming up on almost 100 ESG ETFs and cash flows coming in as well, almost $20 billion year to date. I know you're having a chance later to talk ESG, whether it be with your conversation with Verity Funds, I know you're speaking with Amplify and Direction, so I won't steal their thunder, but one more item that's probably an honorable mention we should definitely note. Nuveen launched three more active semi-transparent ETFs this month, and that was using the straight out of the box New York Stock Exchange proxy model. So for active managers out there thinking about getting into the space where you want an ETF, but you don't want to show your holdings, please reach out, give us a call at the New York Stock Exchange. Wow, a lot going on. Very exciting stuff. The train continues. Douglas Jonas, thanks so much for being with us. Stocks with a low share price have taken center stage this year. In some cases, companies that were left for dead have seen their share prices shoot to the moon. Well, what is behind some of these big moves? Joining us now is David Massa, head of product with Direction Investments. Hi, David. Great to see you. Thanks for having me here. All right. Well, meme stocks, we got to talk about meme stocks. You know, they were started as a joke, but these supersized returns, they are no laughing matter. Some of these stocks have literally seen their share prices soar from just a few dollars to hundreds of dollars. Tell us more about the newly launched Direction Low Price Stock ETF. The uh, ticker symbol is LOPX. 
which owns some smaller stocks, I understand, that could be the next meme targets as well. Can you explain that? Yeah, so LLPX systematically captures 50 companies that have their share prices at the time of our reconstitution or rebalance between $2 and $5. So we're really intending to, to, again, capture stocks that have share prices that are low in absolute terms. And what's interesting in today's market is that if you look actually at uh, companies based off of their share prices, those actually have seen less and less analyst coverage and more and more analyst coverage have gone to the FANG stock. So on average, 50, uh, 50 analysts are covering the FANG stocks and really only a handful are covering these stocks with low share prices. And what this tells me is, again, there's a big difference between what Wall Street is interested in and Main Street is interested in it, which is one of the reasons why many meme stocks started with low share prices because investors are looking at these names or looking at some of these companies. They know them, whether it's nostalgic or whether they see an interesting opportunity and saying, well, by the way, they, they certainly haven't forgotten about and actually maybe uh, something that we should be taking a look at uh, more systematically. So when you guys started the ETF, did you specifically have meme stocks in mind or was this something that evolved and maybe happened as a happy accident? Yeah, so what's really interesting is in the portfolio today, you have a wide range of sectors. You're going to have to your note, there's some financial names in the portfolio that have been forgotten about. There's actually some energy companies that have saw, you know, significant underperformance uh, when uh, oil prices were, were going down and they haven't recovered yet. So what are you going to see out of LPX? It's really going to have uh, be a bit kind of sector industry agnostic. You know, a lot of funds targeting one sector, targeting one industry, that may make sense for investors. But this particular fund, again, focused on share prices. So you're going to see that ebb and flow depending upon what may have been out of favor, and which may actually, from a contrarian perspective, may start coming back into favor. Okay. And again, uh, AMC, a couple more tidbits, uh, some some companies we might recognize. AMC was in the portfolio. We we, uh, we did sell out of it. You have uh, you know uh, Genworth and others in the portfolio now. Um, so again, it's really going to be uh, what I love about this particular approach is that you know there's going to be a name folks recognize, but there's going to be a lot of names that folks may not recognize as well um, because that's kind of the, the potential feeding ground for uh, what some of the, the retail investors may be looking at next. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, last question: How do you see uh, this ETF used as part of a diversified portfolio for financial managers? Yeah, I think whether you're a financial advisor or a retail investor, you know, this is a satellite holding. I, we don't intend for this to be uh, replacing, you know, broad-based, uh, uh, index-based assets or even what folks are doing with potentially with active management. But for folks looking for really something unique, something that you're not going to find in any index, not going to find with any other ETF because most ETFs are so top-heavy, so concentrated on the FANG stocks or other tech names in today's market. Nothing wrong with that. It certainly worked. But if we're looking for something unique, you're going to find it in LLPX. All right, let's leave it there. David Mazza with Direction. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Before we move on, just a quick reminder that we simulcast First Look ETF on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms. So be sure to check it out there. All right, well, no one wants to miss the next Amazon or Tesla, but it's hard to predict which companies will become the next corporate giants. Well, that is where thematic ETFs can do much of the heavy lifting by uncovering the next big trends. Well, joining us now is Christian Magoon, CEO at Amplify ETFs. Christian, it is great to have you with us. Good to see you, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. All right, so the Amplify Thematic All-Stars ETF, ticker symbol MVPS or MVPs, as you guys call it, uses an indexing strategy to find and screen companies across a broad swath of sectors. Can you tell us more about the fund's equity selection process? 
Yeah. So MVPs is a very unique ETF. Um, you know, when in thematic investing is growing, there's some great opportunities there, but investors are constantly faced with the choice, which themes should I buy? Um, are the theme uh, thematic ETFs that I own very pure? Uh, when should I buy and sell a theme? Uh, we've created a product, um, MVPs, that tracks an index based on our uh, index provider's work ETF action that looks at all thematic ETFs and then owns the most uh, co consensus-owned companies across all themes. This gives you diversified exposure to all the themes in the ETF marketplace. This is an index that rebalances monthly, so you're constantly capturing new themes that are emerging, and you're lightening up on themes that maybe are going out of style. It's a real core solution for thematic investors. Okay, so when you talk about these themes, we understand that the stocks inside MVPs involved with things like fintech, healthcare innovation, disruptive technology. Of course, these are all very exciting areas. So can you give us some more details on some of the holdings, some of the breakdowns? Yeah, so ETF Action looks at all U.S. thematic ETFs and then classifies all those themes into seven categories. Those categories are disruptive technology, evolving consumer, fintech, health innovation, industrial revolution, sustainability, and then multi-theme. Uh, once those categories are created, ETF Action then goes and looks at the ownership of the underlying stocks across those seven uh, sub-themes, and then actually produces a portfolio of about 165, 166 stocks that are most owned across those themes. And uh, what you end up getting is a portfolio that has a lot of innovation behind it. Some say similar to something like a NASDAQ 100. Uh, software, semiconductors, IT services are some of the top industries represented. When you look at top 10 holdings, everything uh, from uh, NVIDIA to a Square to a PayPal to a Zscaler. So a very diverse portfolio, something that could be um, a core allocation for many investors who maybe are tired of chasing around the 20 or 30 different themes that are in the market place in any given time and performing well. Yeah. So you guys kind of essentially then sort of break it down and do the heavy lifting for them. Yeah, that's what we do inside an ETF. So this rebalances on a monthly basis. So very tax efficient. It's constantly refreshing and providing you exposure uh, to all these themes and the most consensus owned companies. You know, there, one tough thing about thematic investing is at times you can get stocks in thematic ETFs that aren't pure play. They're there just for liquidity reasons. Well, when you look at what's most owned by thematic ETFs, that's a consensus uh, measurement and it really advocates uh, these companies being uh, perceived as pure. So we think purity is very important in this approach as well. Uh, and certainly the transparency of the ETF allows you to see exactly what stocks are owned uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All right, Christian Magoon, very exciting stuff. Thank you for sharing more about MVPs. Thank you. It is time to take a deep dive into crypto. All right, here's a question. What happens when you combine crypto mining with an ESG screen? Well, you are about to find out. We are pleased to have with us right now, Wes Fulford. He is the founder of Veridi Funds. Wes, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much. All right, your firm just launched the Veridi ESG Crypto Mining ETF. Tell us a little bit more about the fund's unique approach to crypto investing. Yeah, so we're, uh, we launched an actively managed fund on the NYSC, as you mentioned, under the ticker RIGS. It's a thematic product focused on 
investing in sustainably backed mining operations in the public markets um, and an emerging asset class or, or market sector for sure, um, which, which is growing in size and scale tied to the sort of strong price movements we've seen in some of the leading cryptocurrencies this year. So targeting uh, overweight allocations to the sustainably backed mining operators that are best positioned to take advantage of uh, these peak sort of mining economics that we're experiencing today and exploiting the what we believe are fairly obvious mispricings within the public markets. Obviously, crypto is such an exciting area for investors and obviously sustainability, a big concern for folks as well. Can you give us a sneak peek into some of the holdings inside rigs? So we're targeting sort of overweight allocations to the miners that are typically running their own infrastructure, building their own infrastructure, as well as investing in and running their own mining equipment as opposed to hosting it with a third party. So um, the these are definitely best positioned to withstand the test of time and, and, and ride out the ebbs and flows in mining economics that come with price movements in BTC and other leading altcoins. Um, I, you know, some of the top holdings are a company that I was actually former CEO of, which is Bitfarms listed on the NASDAQ, as well as an exchange up here in Canada, Hutt8 Mining also up here in Canada, I have a big portfolio of both Bitcoin and Ethereum based mining equipment, Marathon, uh, Mara on the NASDAQ as well, top holding of the fund, um, sitting at fairly um, significant size and scale right now, but certainly 12 months from now with the equipment delivered and pursuing expansion into a very, very sustainable based operation down in the southeastern U.S. Um, this is also another core holding of, of, the, of the fund right now. Now, you guys are also actively managing the fund. Explain why you think that's a better approach than, let's say, index-based management. Yeah, I think a lot of the sort of premium valuations in the sector are are generally associated with the groups that have the like largest stock twits following or some of the other big forums. And uh, um, when you when you do a deep dive operationally on the sort of core drivers of profitability within this business, you know, marrying our operational expertise, having built and scaled large cryptocurrency mining operations historically, I think the mispricings are quite obvious. Um, it comes down to you know cost of power, the efficiency of the hardware they're running, and whether or not they have full control of their operational spend in general, managing their own operations. So there are, there are some prevalent mispricings which we are exploiting through an active management strategy, and I think we can definitely outperform the what I'll call the couch potato sort of shotgun basket approach retail investor allocated capital to the sector. Got it. All right, Wes Fulford, thank you so much for stopping by here on First Look ETF. Thank you. Before we go, be sure to watch next month's edition of First Look ETF. We're going to keep you plugged into all the latest launches and important trends in the ETF market. Don't miss it. Now, you can also listen to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms. That does it for this edition of First Look ETF. A big thanks to all of our guests, including our partner, Douglas Jonas from the New York Stock Exchange. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next time.
Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a rec- recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors.